Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, let's get into today's life-giving message. Confession of faith together. Let's go. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, speak to us now. Do what you do when you do how you do it because you do all things so well. We are open and ready to receive. In Jesus' name, just say this with me in the building online. Say, speak, Lord. I'm ready to hear and obey. My next 12 will be my best 12. Come on, tell God. Thank you right there. Let's go to work, 915. This is the final message of our series, Set It Off. To drive home this message I've been saying often, and you're going to hear it a lot. And here's what's amazing about it, is it doesn't just apply to the beginning of a new year. It needs to apply for the rest of your days. Life and death on the power of your tongue. The Bible says that Jesus is the high priest of your confession, which means whatever you say, that's what he repeats back to you. Oh my. Which is why you got to be careful you don't let mess come out of your mouth, that you don't let negativity come out of your mouth, that you don't let foolishness come out of your mouth. He's the high priest of your confession, which means whatever you say, he's saying it back to you. This is why when Moses says, what is your name? And she said, we only know you as the God of Abraham. Do you know the rest? Isaac and Jacob. He says, but we know that you were the God of the generations before us, but we don't know you for ourselves. So what did Moses say? He says, so tell me what your name is. Say your name. Say your name. And the Lord replies, I am that that I am. It's a Hebrew phrase. A year, a share, a year. Here's what it means. I will prove who I am and what I am by what I do. And I'm so glad God's been proving himself to you. Not because he owed it to you, but he just wanted you to know he is king of kings and he is lord of lords and he is the great I am. He is the God that, watch me, I found out he was a healer. How did you find that out? When you were sick? You found out he was a way maker. How did you find that out? When you needed a way maker? You find out that he could open doors no man could shut and so doors no man could open. Why? When there was a door you were standing in front of, open your mouth please and say he is my God. So, so we've been saying this, your next 12 will be your best 12. Say that with me. My next 12 will be my best 12. Say it again. My next 12 will be my Say it again. My next One more time for good measure. Now, now, what are you saying? You are telling everything in you that whatever you have to do to make your next 12 your best 12, that's what you do. The Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when I hear me tell myself that my next 12 are my best, every time I want to go for lesser, I'm going to reach for greater. And I don't know who I'm talking to at this 915, but this is not the year to hold back. If, this, if there's something ahead of you you want, you better reach for it this year. I, I'm reaching for everything that God has for me. Why? Because I told myself it's time for my best, which means I'm going to leave the rest. Yeah. It means I'm going to leave stress. Huh. It means I'm going to leave mess. Because huh. I told myself my next 12 are going to be my best 12. This phrase set it off. Listen, that's an interesting phrase. It doesn't rhyme with 2021. Why, why would you say that? Well, I actually pray and I say, God, what, do you, what is it we are supposed to do 
this year. He's, this is the phrase he gave me. He says, son, set it off. And I gave you several definitions on New Year's Eve coming into the new year. And they all boil down to this phrase, one thing can change everything. Now, listen, it's not going to be your best if you give it your worst. It is not going to be better if you stay bitter. It's not going to improve if you are insistent on being the same you you used to be. For God to do more in your life, you're going to have to do more. You didn't hear what I just said. For God to do more in your life, you're going to have to do more. What's that called? That's the law of sowing and reaping, which means I cannot expect to reap something that I have not sown. So watch me. I can't expect to see my best if I don't sow my best, if I don't do my best, if I don't give my best. That's why for many of you, you felt like you've not been yourself lately. Good. He's been killing the old version so that a new version can emerge. He was crucifying that version of you that complained, that version of you that had excuses, that version of you that said, I can't, that version of you that always was inconsistent when you needed to be consistent. And he said, I need the best of you to come out. Can I get you to say your first and last name, please? Say the best of you come out now. Come on here, 915. Say the best of you come out now. I Last Sunday, we saw the children of Israel finally take their first city in the promised land. They were on a journey after crossing the Jordan River after 470 years of hearing about it. Stop. Listen, after 470 years, they spent 430 years in Egyptian slavery. They spent 40 years wandering in the wilderness. And here's what's amazing about what they did. They literally walked around the same mountain, Mount Seir, for the same 40 years. Now, you would think somebody would say, you would think somebody would say, haven't we been here before? Here's the danger of taking directions from people who have no sense of direction. Is that they will tell you, watch me, they will tell you that you're right even when you're wrong. You got to be careful for many of you because you're getting directions from people that can't see. You better be careful letting everybody speak into your life. Everybody give you a little Instagram prophecy. Y'all ain't said nothing. You better be careful that you're not taking directions from people that have no sense of direction. They marched around the same mountain for 40 years. And, then, and, then, and here's why God said that. God says, I need this generation that thinks this way to die. So watch me. I will hold you back until everything that needs to die that's around you dies. Let me see if I can say it another way. I will hold you back until I kill that form of thinking. I will hold you back until I kill that low self-esteem. I will hold you back until you get rid of those friends that aren't friends, they're leeches. How do you know? Because when you leave them, you're worse than when you came around them. How do I know that I've just been leached off of? Is that I gave but didn't give. I poured but nobody poured back. I released but nobody released back. Are y'all still here? So watch me. For 40 years, God says, I need, I need this to die out. And once that whole generation died out, then he says, okay, turn north. You've been here long enough. They turn north. Moses ends up dying. He dies at 120 years old. He ends up dying. Joshua takes over. And I said this to you on Wednesday. I want you for a moment to consider that maybe Moses and Joshua were two different versions of you. There was a Moses version of you. How was Moses? Moses was overly concerned with the opinion of people that were not responsible for what he was responsible for. It's easy for people to criticize you when they have nothing they have to lead, when they have nothing they're responsible for. They don't have to worry about payroll. They don't have to worry about, they don't have to worry about anything. And so it's easy for them to sit back and be a Monday morning quarterback because they've never thrown the ball. Moses, Moses had a complex about his ability to speak. So he was always looking for somebody to co-sign with him because when he spoke, he would speak with the st 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 stutter. So he was always needing somebody to make him feel good about what he was supposed to do. And he never learned how to solidify that in himself. Then Joshua emerges and, and Moses, was, let me say this nicely. Moses was always concerned about getting everybody to buy in. And for some of you, you've spent a lot of time trying to get people around you to buy in to what they don't have to pay for. But then Joshua steps on the scene and Joshua says, y'all can do whatever y'all want to do. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Some of you need to have that attitude even in your own literal homes. You can say, look, listen, son, I love you, but you ain't bringing all of that up in this house.
Baby, I love you. You ain't bringing all of that up in this house. And if that means you got to go take a break for a while, you got to take a break for a while. But I've come too far to let anybody around me get me off my square. Let anybody around me get me off of my assignment. So Joshua steps on the scene. And when Joshua steps on the scene, look at what Joshua says. Uh, Joshua says, uh, uh, and Joshua... Uh, 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 chapter 2 and chapter 3 when they get ready to go in he says listen in three days y'all we're going in after 470 years and 30 days <laughs> after 470 years and 30 days I'm, I'm going to speak over here because then that shouting out it up over there after 470 years and a month this is just for those of us that are big and bold enough to believe the Bible. <laughs> As this month comes to an end today, I just need those of us that know we're about to cross into something amazing to open your mouth and say, I'm stepping in. I, I wish I had some faith in this room. I wish I had some faith on Facebook, some faith on YouTube. You've been talking about it for years, but you're finally about to... You're finally about to. I need you to give God a praise right there. You believe that? After 470 years and a month. And a month. Then Joshua says, in the next three days, we're crossing over this Jordan. They've been talking about it for years. They've been emailing their friends about it for years. They've been looking up houses in that city for years. Y'all ain't gonna talk. They've been researching it for years. And then finally, when Joshua arose, let me see if I can say it another way. When the bold you arose, all of a sudden you went from talking about it to walking in it. I wish you'd encourage somebody next to you. Don't touch them, but look at them and just say from talking to walking. Wrong person, because they should have responded with a praise after that. Look at somebody else and just tell them, say, from talking to walking. Maybe this third one's going to get excited about your future. Just look at him and say, from talking to walking. I need you to praise God for your neighbor. I need you to praise God for somebody around you. Don't be a hater. Haters get benched. I need you to get excited about what's about to happen in somebody else's life. I'm going from this to this. I'm going from this to this. Say from talking to walking. Say from talking to walking. Say from talking to walking. Be seated. Here we are. They cross the Jordan. They have to get into the Jordan River. And for many of you, hear me, 2021, that's what this year is for you. You have to actually get in there. The Red Sea, Moses lifts his hands, the Lord sends a storm, and the, uh, the storm parts the sea. The Lord vaporizes all the water in the dirt. They walk across on dry land. But in the Jordan River, when it's at flood stage, God says, you're going to have to actually put your foot in this. If there, anybody can cook in the room like a real good cook, wave at me. Anyway, online, wave at me, wave at me, okay. And, and here's how you know a good cook. The good cooks were a little slow to put their hand up. Because their food is so good. I've never seen Rolls Royce advertised. Come on. The real good one was like. I can do a little something, something. I can make a little macaroni and cheese, black eyed peas, greens, cornbread. <laughs> now watch. Watch. When, when an amazing cook is preparing something, they'll use this phrase. I put my foot in that. In other words, this is my best. Here it is, because I put all of me in it. And for everybody listening to me right now, let me tell you why your next 12 is going to be your best 12. You're about to put your foot. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You're about to put your foot in this. I'm putting all of me in this. I'm not holding back. I'm not pulling back. The Bible says I have need of patience. Why? Because after I've done the will of the Lord, I shall receive the promise. Somebody say, I'm putting my foot in this. I, yeah, you're going to put your foot in your marriage. It's going to be the best it's ever. You're going to put your foot in your finances. You're going to put your foot in how you serve the Lord. You're going to put your foot in raising your kids. You're going to put your foot in your business. You're going to put your foot in completing school.
God says to them, he says, the Red Sea, I parted, you never had to get in it. The Jordan River, while it's at flood stage, which means the water is in places it doesn't normally go, which means it's risky because you don't know how deep it is. You don't, know, you, you don't know the current. You don't know how severe that current is. And he says, you have to put your foot in it. And the Bible says that the moment the priest's foot put their foot into the Jordan, the water stopped. Everybody listen. Imagine had they spent time preparing for obstacles they were never going to have to overcome. Can I be honest with you? The most overwhelming part about the Jordan River is looking at it. Because all you see is flooding. All you see is flooding. I, was, I did this impromptu Ask the Bishop last night on IG. They'll post it tomorrow on YouTube and Facebook and all that. And I was talking about a fear of mine. Now don't y'all talk about me. So, so born in Denver, reared in Memphis. So there's this bridge in Memphis that goes into Arkansas. The bridge goes over the mighty Mississippi. And when you're a kid, that looks, that's the Pacific Ocean to you. I mean, when you're a kid, so from, from a child, every time I'd be like, I ain't going on that bridge. I'm not going on that bridge. Check this out. As a whole grown man, when I was in Memphis a few months ago, I was like, I need to cross this bridge. When we did an experience, we did a Friday Night Fire in Memphis in 2019, I was like, I need to cross this bridge. I drove past the bridge. See, it's a lot of judgment. This is why people don't, get, don't be real, because y'all laugh at them. No, I'm just joking. I need you to see this. And you see this. I would not cross the bridge. Now, God has allowed me to do a lot. And, and if, to be honest, as far as I'm concerned, I really see it as I'm just getting started in life. I'm just getting started. Listen, here's a here's tip. Here's a life hack. Never see yourself as an expert. Only view yourself as a student. That way, when you fail, you won't, you won't beat yourself down because the student's supposed to make a few mistakes. Only experts get depressed when they mess up. Right? So, so that's how I view life. So God's been good. But this bridge, I done laid hands, seen cancer go. Laid hands, seen HIV heal. Laid hands, amazing testimony. Amazing. But this bridge, over a river. Now let's just break it down to worst case scenario. Let's just say the bridge fell at that moment. All right. I would have had about 15 people with me. <laughs> oh, because I wasn't crossing by myself. Listen. <laughs> I, 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 worst case scenario, you get in the water, you swim. You swim to the bank. Okay, now, you, you, you stay with me because you'll get it. The most overwhelming part was looking at the bridge. Wondering what might go wrong. And for many of you, that's where you're at in certain areas of your life. The only overwhelming part is your fear of what might not go right. But I got to preach this to you. But what happens when it goes right? What happens when you cross over? So I was in New Orleans. I was in New Orleans on Thursday and Friday. New Orleans. I was in New Orleans. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. And I'm fasting for the whole rest of the year. Not eating nothing. Just water. Water sandwiches. No, but so listen, so I was in New Orleans. So I saw this bridge that grows over Lake Pontchartrain. Lake Pontchartrain, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Hurricane Katrina, that's the lake, um, you know, the levees broke, all that spilled into New Orleans, flooded New Orleans, et cetera, et cetera. So, 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 so I saw this bridge. And I was like, I'm doing it. I'm crossing this bridge. Because I said, everybody check this out, listen to me. I said, I need to see myself conquering something you'll catch it in a minute because some of y'all that's what your homework is this week you need to go do something that you normally wouldn't do if you're afraid of spiders i need you to go to the spider shop and let spider-man get all over your arm you ain't saying nothing to me if you're scared of snakes i need you to go and pet it why because you said bishop that's small uh-uh but what you don't understand is deceptive because there's something in you that's taught you. If you fear it, avoid it. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. And there's many big things God wants to do for you in 2021. But your fear is deceptive to make you thinking, I can avoid it because I'm scared of it. Y'all ain't saying nothing. But this is going to be a year you got to have no fear. Please say this is a year I can't have that fear. 
so, 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 I'm driving up, driving up to drive across Lake Pontchartrain. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm fired up. I'm good. I'm ready to go. Cross. I'm going to do. And then the highway turned so I could see the side profile. I'm just rolling. And then I see that side profile. And it's no normal side profile. The bridge do this. Straight up. That's how it felt. And straight down. And I literally, I was driving. And I want you to see how foolish it is. But I also want you to see how foolish we are when we do this with other things. Somebody said, this is my Jordan River year. Say, I have to get in there. So, so the bridge goes straight up like that, man, like that. So listen, it was one exit. Go I'm going to admit, I use Google Maps. It's a whole war we have at Harvard between Apple and Android. And I'll be honest, Apple Maps, she don't know where she's going. Turn left. Oops, uh, forget that. <laughs> Keep going straight. My bad. Turn around. Matter of fact, just reset me. I said, I can't trust you no more. You, you, you're too inconsistent. I, you got me going to the wrong place. I would have ended up in Texas somewhere fooling with her. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere with it. Check this out. So, so Google Maps, Google Maps says, nah, 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 nah. and I saw you got one more exit before the bridge. I said, well, thanks be to God. <laughs> I need me a smoothie. It's getting close to six o'clock. Watch me. I took a detour because I allowed what looked overwhelming to distract me. And for many of you, you need to hear me on this last day of this month, this was you getting back onto the highway. I need you to get up out of your detour, get up out of your discouragement, get up out of your frustration. Somebody say, I'm getting in there. So I detoured. I detoured and I pulled off and I was like, all right, get this smoothie, you know calm my nerves all to cross a bridge because since I was a kid the only memory please listen to me that I have of the river is watching the news when the river was flooding and people had lost their lives you gonna hear me you gonna hear me so that means every time I thought about the river I thought about something I couldn't control you're going to catch him. And for many of you, what you fear today is because you're linking back to something from years ago. What you're, afra you're afraid to have conversations that you need to have. Why? Because the last time you had a conversation with somebody, it blew up in your face. So you learned to not communicate. You learned to shut down. But I'm going to tell you, say, no fear this year. So I pulled off. Long story short. So then I got back on the highway and I said, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And, you know, it's Nolan, so before you get to the bridge, you grab through the, you know, the alligators. It was alligators. They were alligators. I saw them. I saw them. No, it, listen, you got to go through the swamp, and then right when you get from the swamp, bam, they go to the lake. There's no ordinary lake. This looks like the ocean. And so, boom. Check this out. And once I got in there, I was good. Now, I know this is a real simple story. I need it to be so that you get it this year. Watch me. Watch me. God says there's stuff you're afraid of because it only looks overwhelming from a distance. But when you get in there and get into your flow, you're going to be good to go. I need you to open your mouth and make this declaration and say, I will not fear this year. My next 12 will be my best 12. So what happens? Jo they cross the Jordan River. They cross the Jordan River. That's at flood stage. They go to Gilgal. After they go to Gilgal, the first city they're going to take is Jericho. And we enjoyed hearing about that last week. Joshua 6 and 20. So the people shouted and the trumpets were blown. As soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted a great shout and the wall fell down flat. So the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they captured the city. Listen, they did something spiritual that gave them natural results. And by listening to me, your spirituality is your edge. 
So you may not have as many skills as someone else, but you have spirituality. That's your edge. You perhaps don't have the same a scholastic uh, pedigree as somebody else, but you got spirituality. That's why the scripture says he'll give you the tongue of the learned, which means the Holy Ghost will teach me stuff I never studied in a book. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Somebody say, my spirituality will fuel my success. You'll be making stock picks not based on the index, but you'll be making it based on the Holy Ghost. And people will say, how did you do this? You'll say, listen, I wish I could take credit for it, but this was God. I this is our edge. This is our edge. The greatest thing you have going for you is God. Your education is great, but you, the greatest thing is God. Your, your, your pedigree is great, but the greatest thing is God. They do something spiritual. C could you imagine walking around walls and hollering at the walls? I mean, just imagine that. And then expecting the wall to fall. The crazy part is not even walking, it's not even shouting, but expecting that doing something that doesn't make sense is about to give me results. Y'all didn't hear what I just said. So they shouted at the walls, and the walls came down, and we got excited about that last week. But, somebody say but. In Joshua chapter 7, verse 1, look at the screen. But the people of Israel, look, they broke faith. Right after they captured Jericho, right after a win, they stopped being faithful. Let me pause right here. Let me tell you when you are most susceptible to becoming unfaithful to God and what has worked after a win that you think you won. Why did they shout and the walls fall down, fell down? So that they would know this is not because of us. This could only be God. And there are many of you, but there are some things that have happened where when you look back at it, the, you, you did your calculations. You, you looked at everything. You did all of this. You added up. You did this. You did the only explanation. Okay. Okay. Ain't nobody in here. The only explanation for how you didn't die. The only explanation for why you are still here. The when you look back on that car accident, there, there's really no sense. It doesn't make sense because the car was hemmed up over here and this person gone, that person gone, but you're here. The only explanation is God. I wish you were sitting next to somebody that knew that the only reason they're here is God. I wish you were sitting next to somebody that knew that the only reason they're still standing is because God has been faithful, because he's been consistent, because he... The only explanation is God. So why did that happen? So that they would rely on him. But what happened? They thought, we got this win. Here's what they said. We can do all things. They didn't add no through Christ. They, they, they didn't consider God in their equation. So even though they were doing spiritual things to get there, they stopped doing spiritual things when they got there. Did you hear that? So look, the Bible says that they broke faith. What does that mean? They stopped being faithful in regard to what? Devoted things for Achan. If I say Achan. Achan is this guy we're about to learn about. His name means trouble. Who are the Achans in your circle? All they do is bring trouble. Start stuff. Start issues. If you don't know an Achan in your circle, I'd like to submit this to you. Perhaps, just maybe, the reason you don't know Achan is because you might be Achan. And Achan always causes aching. Y'all still here? Let's go deeper to this. So look, um, the son of Carmi, son of Zabdi, son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took some devoted things, and the anger of the Lord burned against the people of Israel. Who did it? He did it wasn't them, it was him. Wrong people, right plan. I'm going to back that thing up so you get it. The Bible says that the whole nation had to be shut down because of what one person did. This is why it is important when you have people around you it is important for you to be cognizant and aware that if we're not headed in the same direction, 
I love you, but I love you from over here. Because you will get me distracted and try to pull me over there. So let's look at what happened. Now, say devoted things. Devoted things means things that belong to the Lord. There are certain things God says, don't touch that. You can't touch this. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You can't touch this. Hold on, I got my MC Hammer pants on. Wait a minute. <laughs> listen, listen. Say so you can't touch this. There are certain things God says don't touch. Don't touch my tithe. That's his. Don't touch my servant. You owe me that. Don't touch my vengeance. That's mine, says the Lord. There are certain things that God says don't touch that. That's mine. You may have had it once, but I got it all the time. That's mine. And Achan decided that he could negotiate with God. If I listen, after he knew better. Can I speak to those who have been Christians for a while for a moment? Can, can I really speak to you? You are most at risk for becoming an Achan and not knowing it because you can sometimes make common what what other people treat holy. See, somebody just come, come to the Lord, they're excited. Every little thing, oh no, I'm, I'm going to do this. But once you've been walking with them for a while, you're like, well, there's grace. There's mercy. And there is, but there's still a consequence for when you mess with devoted stuff. I know this is heavy for a Sunday, but I just want to make sure your next 12 are going to be your best 12. So let's look at verse 5. So they go up to fight. So after Jericho, the next city they're getting ready to take is Ai. Everybody say Ai. Ai. All right. And the men of Ai killed about 36 of their men, this is verse 5, and chased them before the gate as far as Shebarim and struck them at the descent. And the hearts of the people melted and became as water. Everybody look. 36 of the Hebrews' army is killed. How many? 36. Out of thousands. And the Bible says, after they see these 36 go down, their hearts melt and become as water. What does that mean? What was, should have been easy, what happens? It becomes hard. And the only reason they're afraid is even though it's, listen, it's more of them. Listen, listen to me. You are no longer in your struggling stage of life. I need you to open your mouth and say, that's over. But what happens if you still think like you are? You're no longer in your depressed place of life, in your fearful place of life, in your place of anxiety in life. But what happens if you act like you are? Here they are. They just had a great victory. They literally just took a city with a shout. Let's practice. On three, I just need you to shout with all your might. But you say, oh, that's weird. Mm -mm. There's a spiritual force behind that. Your shout is like the ram's horn, the shofar, the trumpets, the Greek version in scripture. When you shout, you call things into order. One, two, three, shout right there. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Somebody say, my shout calls things into order. My shout is a guarantee of my victory. That just happened for them. That just happened for them. Then 36 of their guys get knocked down. And they're on the run. Their hearts melted. Heart in scripture means mind. What does that mean? Their mind became like water. If I listen, you ever had a chocolate bar? You know where we're going, right? You were excited about this chocolate bar. You were looking forward to this chocolate bar. You thought about it while you were at your cubicle, while you were sitting at your desk, and said, when I get in that car, it's me and that chocolate bar. It's about to go down in the front seat with this chocolate bar. To only get into your car, reach for it, and it's melted. What does that mean? It no longer has form. What does that mean? It's no longer edible now because it's lost its integrity. It's lost its structure. So even though it was good and I was looking forward to it, 
it has lost its ability to be nourishment for me because I wanted to eat the chocolate bar, not drink the chocolate. But then some of you are risky. You decided. Well, maybe that's just the outside. You opened it up, grabbed it, and now you look like a three-year-old. Can I get a witness right there? And now you mad. If you're a parent with kids, you mad at your kids that you left your candy bar in your car. Y'all stop out there hollering. Look, mama, you the one. Daddy, you the one. If I look at the scripture, the scripture says, and the hearts of them melted. Now all they're doing is making a mess. If I listen, with everything their hand touches. The, they're just making a mess now. The steering wheel's murdy, uh, d d dirty. The, 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 the dash is dirty. Your little touch screen had been touched all on. It's a mess. That's what they look like. What should have been easy becomes hard because their mind has melted and it's like water. What does that mean? It'll flow in any direction there's an opening. So where they were focused, they've lost focus. They focused for about two minutes now and then they're like, oh, what was I doing? What am I here to do? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know, I need to, and I came to get your mind back today. Come on here. I came to, get, I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Matter of fact, lay your hands on your head. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Say, my heart will not melt in my next 12. Listen, let's go. So, so, so look at verse 6. Then Joshua towards, so they lose the battle. This is supposed to be their next city that they take. Listen, this is supposed to be their next city that they take. Listen, this is supposed to be the next thing that they do. Listen, this is supposed to be the next thing that they do. Listen, this is supposed to be what's going to make their next 12 their best 12. But look at this, verse 6. Joshua tore his clothes. Joshua gets angry. And he fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until the evening. Now, let me say this. They lose the battle. Joshua hears that they lost the battle. And y'all already know Joshua's another type. Joshua is U2.0. I'm going to say it again so you get it. Joshua is U2.0. I'm going to say it again. Joshua is U2.0. Why do you say that, Bishop? Because look what he does. Moses would often waste his anger. He mad. He hollering. He hitting no stuff. Joshua got angry, but look at what he did. He fell on his face before the Lord. I need everybody to listen to me. Do not waste your anger in your next 12. I need you to start asking some questions in your next 12. What does that mean? When I get angry, I need to say, God, now listen, now I'm mad as heck about this. I'm upset about this. I'm disappointed with this. I'm frustrated with this. And I need some answers. Everybody in this building and on your, uh, online, please open your mouth and say this. I need some answers. Don't waste your anger. Start asking questions. Notice what he didn't do. He didn't go to them and say, what y'all do? Too many times you're asking the people that cause the problems how to solve the problems. And you need to go to the problem solver. Come on, y'all. Somebody say, I'm going to the problem solver this year. So he and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. When they, whenever they would put dust on their heads, when you see that in scripture, it was a symbol of deep humiliation. It was a symbol of abasement. What does that mean? Low self-esteem. They had lost a battle that should have been easy. Anybody ever, you ever seen that? Like, you, like you told yourself, don't fool with so-and-so. And then here you go texting back. You told yourself, listen, be consistent. Get up and do it every morning at 5 o'clock. You did for three days. I got a turner right now. Come on. Everybody look. It means, here's what they did when they put ashes on their head. They were deeply humiliated. They, their self-esteem was low because they lost what should have been easy. Let me help some of y'all. 
the reason you struggle with your sense of self-esteem or self-worth or self-value, can I help you with this? It's not because of who talked down to you. It's because of how far low you've lowered your expectations. So your esteem is matching your level of victory. And if your level of victory is low, now you're not expecting anything good to come forth. Abasement, low self-esteem. So they throw those asses on, they're like, look, man, fight. And here's what you'll start doing when you feel that way. I'm not a fighter. I'm not a gladiator. I'm not a curse breaker. God can't use me. I screw stuff up. I mess stuff up. I don't even think I'm called to do nothing. Can we be honest? How many of us have ever had those moments? If you haven't had those moments, you're lying. So you just had a moment. You've all had those moments. I'm not a good mom. I'm not a good dad. You know what? I just ain't going to do nothing. I just want to run away. You grown. You can't. The IRS will find you. Listen. <laughs> I just want to give up. You know what? I just, I'm just, I'm done. And here's why. Because you have ashes on your forehead. Because you lost what should have been easy. And then here's the next definition of uh, uh, the symbolism of the ashes. To lament. What does that mean? To lament literally means to cry, to mourn, but more specifically in Hebrew, language of our Old Testament, here's what it means. It means to ask the question, how and why? You're going to catch it. Yahshua said, I feel humiliated because I have a reputation now. Word was spreading how we took Jericho. People were talking about how spiritual I am. Come on, you'll catch it. People were talking about how good of a job you did and this, that, and the other. And now you got a reputation to defend. And now you lose what should have been easy. Am I talking to anybody this morning? And now you screw something up that should have been a cakewalk for you. But they started asking how and why. <laughs> Say how, how and why. Come on, everybody, we're about to pray. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, any battles that I fought that should have been easy, that became difficult, I ask you, like Joshua, how and why? Because I'm determined in my next 12, I won't lose unnecessarily. Come on, y'all speak and say, I speak to my own life and say that my next 12 will be my best 12. So listen, we're almost done. Look at verse 7. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, why have you brought these people over the Jordan at all? So look at what they start doing. Why did you even bring us over the Jordan? Why did I even get married? Why did I even get this house? Why did I even get this car? Why did I even take this job? Why, why did I ever do this? Who am I talking to? Y'all here? Then... Watch me, uh, 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 verse, uh, verse 7. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all to give us into the hands, look at this, of the Amorites? If you've been here for the last couple of messages, you remember that the Amorites are the talkers. In other words, here's what they said. God, you brought us here to let people talk about us? To let people talk about me? To, to let people say how it's not going to happen for me, how it's not going to work for me. God, you brought us here to, to let people talk and to destroy us. Would we have not been content to dwell beyond the Jordan? This is Here's what he says. Now I regret the results I have. I regret ever getting in there. I regret ever taking that step of faith. Can we have an honest conversation for a moment? I'm about to preach. But have you ever had a moment where you have felt just like where Joshua was? Like you were regretted you even tried. You reached out to somebody to try to fix a connection, fix a relationship. And the way they acted with you, you were like, I regret I even tried to get something right with your crazy behind. I he says, would that we had been content to dwell beyond the Jordan? They were like, we could have stayed at Gilgal. We didn't have to come take these cities. We, we didn't have to do this. Matter of fact, we could have stayed on the other side of the Jordan. We, did, we, didn't, we could have stayed over there. But check this out. Check this out. Never settle for lesser when greater is available. 
Jesus said when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, he says, if it's possible, Lord, let this cup pass from me. What does he say? Say it with me. These, this, this one word, but it's three syllables. Nevertheless. Say it with me. Nevertheless. Say it with me. Nevertheless. Say it with me, y'all. Nevertheless. Always the greater. Never the lesser. Now, listen, that can be difficult when you're in a moment where the lesser seems attractive. Y'all ain't going to talk to me today. So look, so look, so let's skip to verse 10. The Lord said to Joshua, now Joshua's praying. What is he doing? He's lamenting. What does that mean? To ask how and why. Everybody listen to me. Don't waste your anger. Most of us waste our anger and you waste gas because you get in the car and drive nowhere. At least drive and pray. Y'all ain't going to talk. You waste your anger. You slamming doors and countertops and all of that. At least slam and shout. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you speaking in known tongues. I'm going to need you to speak in some unknown tongues. <laughs> I'm so angry. <laughs> Look at what God says to him in verse 10. The, the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Here it is. Shake this off. What do you need to shake off? You need to shake off this low self-esteem. You need to shake off this lamentation. You need to shake off this humiliation. What I'm really telling you is get that dust off of your forehead. Shake it off. Why have you fallen on your face? I need everybody to open your mouth and say, I'm about to shake it off. Say, this year you may experience some moments where you are right there. Where you have some victories that should have been easy, that some reason they become hard. And here's the temptation. You're going to want to just lay up in the house and eat. We all did enough of that last year. I'm going to need you to enjoy these blue skies. Y'all ain't said nothing to me. Here's the deal. Say, shake it off. I need you to shout at me like you shout at your walls of Jericho. Shout, shake it off. That's what I'm talking about. Because here's what God was saying to Joshua. Joshua, this isn't prayer. You're begging me because you were beaten. At a certain point, your prayer is not prayer. It's just complaining. It's just begging. Lord Jesus, you know, Lord, I'm just so tired, Lord Jesus. You know, Lord Jesus, I'm just so tired, Lord Jesus. Or, or maybe you pray like this, Father God, Father God, I just need you, Father God, to just come, Father God, because I'm just so discouraged, Father God, Father God, and I just need you, Father God, to come. He knows he's your father. You do not have to tell him 30 times per sentence. <laughs> I ain't going to ask. Look, look, look at this, look at this, look, look at this, verse 11. Israel has sinned. They have transgressed my covenant that I commanded them. L listen, in other words, here's what God says. I told you so. I told you so. Can, can I just help you with something about God? God has a side of him that's a little petty. Let me, let me translate what I mean by that. There's a side of God. He's a father. But every good father knows how to wrench around. Come on, I need the men in the building. To know. You love your children, but you know how to wrench around. You told them not to play over there by that coffee table. They hit their head on that coffee table. And mama want to run, oh, my baby. Like, ah, stay there, Jackie, stay there. I told them not to play with that coffee table. I bet you they ain't going to play. But they hollering, baby. Let them holler. He needs to learn how to heal himself. He needs to learn how to pick himself up. And for some of you, that's where you're at. God is like, listen, I'm not sending anybody to help you. I'm not sending anybody to bail you out. I'm not sending anybody to rescue you. Why? I need you to get up and shake it off. Say it. Shake it off. He says, Joshua, get up. I'm not coming down there to coddle you. Let that be a lesson for some of you parents because if you never let your children recover on their own, they will never learn how to shake anything off. Give me the verse, please. So watch what he says. He says, you've taken some devoted things and you've stolen and lied and put them among your belongings. So here's what he tells Joshua. Shake it off. Somebody says, shake it off. What does that mean to do that? How do I literally do that? It's real simple. No Hebrew words. Real simple. Find the problem. 
fix the problem, keep it moving. Somebody says it's that simple. Say, shake it off, find the problem, fix the problem, keep it moving. If I listen, you ready for this? Here's the line of the message. You ready? God didn't stop defeat. He taught Joshua how to shake it off. Here's what we want God to do. do, 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 do. I'm stopping defeat. And he'll let you. Fall. But like, so dramatic. I mean, so dramatic. Listen, we got a whole acting team over there. Here's what we want God to do. You okay? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, let me get you some water. Give me some water. Let me get you some water. Because you've been through so much. Because you're the only single mom that's ever been a single mom. You're the only one that's ever been through. Oh, you want some water? Here's some water. And what you think he's going to give to you, he pours on you. And says, I'm going to need you to get up, shake it off, find the problem, fix the problem, and keep it moving. Everybody holler, shake it off. You needed a refreshing to get your attention. Your next 12 will be your best 12. Find that problem, fix that problem, and shake it off. Say it with me. Shake it. Say it with me. Shake it off. So I've been praying about it. Get up, man. Well, they may not, if I try to fix it, they may not, they may not receive them. Well, at least you tried. Now listen, just like Paul in Acts 28 and 3, the apostle Paul, here it is, we're done, church. Say, my next one will be my best will. But Paul was gathering a bundle of sticks, laid them on the fire, and a viper came out because of the heat. In other words, snakes are attracted to passion. Snakes are attracted to life. Let me tell some of y'all, like, it seems like everybody at me got an agenda. That's because they can sense the life in you. Snakes are attracted. Can I go deeper? Vipers are heat-seeking, which means vipers are attracted to life and vitality. I need you to stop thinking it's strange that people are drawn to you. They're drawn to you because the life that's in So look, so look, so when Paul gathered a bundle of sticks, laid them on the fire, vipers, 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 vipers have infrared, which means they are only drawn to something that's alive and hot. What does that tell you? That you're more alive than you know. You're further ahead than you know. You've made more progress than you know. Can I help you? You're a bigger deal than you know. Here, let me go here. You're bigger than your zip code. You're bigger than your city. You're bigger than your bloodline. You're bigger than what you've been through. And you don't even know it. So God let a snake come to bite you just so you know how big you. Yeah. Look, I gotta go. I gotta quit. I gotta quit. So a viper comes out. Y'all have me a fake snake next time. Don't give me no real one. Because y'all know I use a real one. I like teaching points. It's me a fake snake. All right? A viper came out because of the heat and bit him. Say it fast into his hand. This is Paul. This is the same Paul that would wipe his handkerchief, throw it on somebody, and they get healed. This is the same Paul. They stoned him to death. He closed his eyes for a few minutes just so they would take him out of the city because they thought he was dead. Let that be a revelation for some of you. Let Listen, play dead so that they won't mess with you no more. That's a revelation for somebody. Sometimes you need to stop clapping back, stop talking, stop, just play dead. I don't know who I'm talking to. Stop letting people get a rise out of you. Sometimes you just need... Paul plays dead for a moment. They take him outside and say, they say he's dead, we got him. Paul, Paul do like this. 
They gone. He opens his eyes and gets up. Here's what the Bible teaches. They literally stoned him to death. But because his purpose wasn't done, they couldn't take his life. And I need some of you to hear me. You're not done yet. How do you know, Bishop? You got a pulse, so God still has a plan. This is good to me. Give me this Bible. So look, so look, the snake fastens on his hand. It bites him. It bites him. Don't miss Wednesday's message. I'm going to teach about this as it relates to relationships, friendships, and love. Because the viper fastened itself to his hand, which means a snake has to get close to you to bite you. Can't bite me from over there. I got to feel comfortable with you to get close to me to bite me. All right, watch. Fasten itself on his hand, which means I ain't letting you go. Vipers are a family of venomous snakes, which means they inject poison into Paul. And here's what I learned. Their fangs are long because the poison is supposed to go deep. In other words, check this out. Because somebody said, Bishop, it's not that simple. This is deeper than that. I understand that. But I need you to know the answer is still the same. Shake it off. I understand that this brought up some stuff from your childhood, but this this is still something you're going to have to shake. Can I just get you to shake your hand, act like you're the Apostle Paul, just say, shake it off, 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 shake it off. Verse. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, stay here, camera two, but so when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, They said to one another, so here's what Paul does. Paul lifts it up, and he looks at it. (laughs) Listen to me. And Paul compares this to what he's already overcome. And Paul said, they didn't stone me to death. They didn't lie on me. They didn't talk about me. They scandalized me. They put me out to dry. They messed with my money. Y'all ain't going to talk. Paul starts recalling to his mind everything he's overcome. And that's what some of you need to do. I need you to compare what you're afraid of to what you've already beaten. Paul is looking at this thing and Paul is like, are you joking? I beat more than that last year. I beat more than that in the last decade of my life. So look, they said to him, no doubt this man is a murderer whom whom though he escaped the sea, Justice doesn't allow him to live. Here's what everybody around him was saying. He deserves this. He deserves this. And now he's finally going to get what he deserves. And that would have been nice if that was true. But it wasn't true. Somebody say, but it wasn't true. Go to the next verse, please. Look what he did. Paul looks at it. And he walks right over to the fire. Can I give you this point? The fire had the ability to burn him. Which means the only way he was able to shake it off was to risk being hurt again. I will throw this mic at you. Y'all ain't talking to me. He didn't get healed playing it safe. He didn't get free playing it safe. He had to walk up to something that could have burned him. Something that could have taken him down. This is why you can't have fear this year. Because you're going to have to walk up to something that's raging. That looks like it can hurt you and take you down. And Paul shook that viper off into the fire. And the Bible said he suffered no harm. Open up your mouth and say, shake it off. Look. Verse 6. I'm done. Verse 6. However, they were expecting that he would swell up. Or suddenly fall down dead. Because he wasn't just bitten, he was poisoned. Poison. 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 Here we go. But after they looked for a long time, I feel so sorry for the people that thought that they were going to bite you and leave you. I feel so sorry for the situations in your life that thought they were going to bite you and leave you and watch you die. You're not going to die. You just beat the worst year in the last hundred years 
of human history. You're a history maker. You're a world changer. You're a line crosser. You're a boundary breaker. Somebody say, sing it up. Say, I will not die. I will live and declare the works of the Lord. Everybody look at the screen. And they saw no harm come to him. Here's the last part. And they changed their minds about him. I prophesy. <laughs> Lift your hands, please. Let me teach you. But if I release those words, your hands go up to receive it. Say, in the name of Jesus, minds are about to change concerning me. Come on, y'all. Say, my name is about to be brought up by people with the influence and power to favor me for God's glory. Minds are changing about me. Why? Somebody say, because I shook it off. Because I shook it off. Come on, 915, because I shook it off. Say it, because I shook it off. Point to somebody, tell them, say you shook it off. Tell them, say you shook it off. I got to go. I got to go. If you're in this building or online, I got to go. And you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, this is your moment. You're going to face some moments like Joshua and Paul. And when you face them, shake it off. Find the problem. Fix the problem. Keep it moving. Say it with me. Find the problem. Fix the problem. I'll teach you more about Paul on Wednesday. But guess what? Joshua found a problem. They fixed the problem. And the Bible says they went back to the battle of Ai and they took the city. So that means for some of you, in your next 12, there's something you failed at years before. Please let me prophesy to you. But this year, you're going to go back for a second time at this thing. Some of my business owners, you tried to expand before and it failed. But this year, but this year when you do it, you're going to watch your work. You applied for the job and they said no. But this year, when you go back, your name's going to be brought up to the top of the application list. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. If you're in this building, you need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord. Or, you're like, Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God. In this building or online. If you're in the building, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand when I count to three. Online, I'm going to ask you to do the hand wave emoji or say, it's me. Nobody is excluded. Everybody's included in this moment. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. One, God's coming to get you on this Sunday morning. Last day of the first month. Last day of the first month. Last day of the first month. Last day. It was on this day that Joshua said, let's cross over into this Jordan. You become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. On three, hands up in the building online. Do the hand wave emoji. Says me. One, God's coming to get you. Two, three. If that's you, hands up in the building. On, I see you. I see you. If you're online, just say it's me or do the hand wave emoji. Come on, y'all. People are coming to the Lord this morning. Come on. Come on, church. We're a church that celebrates people coming to Jesus. Let me have everybody pray this. Me say, Father, thank you for dying in my place because of this belief and because of this confession. If this is my first time praying this. I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. I will shake it off. My next 12 are my best 12. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church, can we celebrate those that gave their life to the Lord this morning? Here's what I need you to do. On the screen, take out your phone. You'll see it at the bottom of the screen. Text the word decision to the phone number 55498. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. Text the word decision to 55498 to let us know about your decision and we'll send you amazing resources to help you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. The rest of your life will be the best of your life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. 
They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.